Actually, there should be no Podmas episode today because on the seventh day he rested. yesterday I came on here like oh my gosh emotional unavailability a lot of us have it we don't even know get ready blah 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 and I didn't actually tell you guys how to deal with it I didn't give you any tips or anything on how to actually deal with it once you identify it and that's just whack you never want to be that person that is calling out problems but never bringing solutions we want to be solution based, solution based people. Um, so, really quickly, um, if you discover, if you find it, if you think you you um, actually have or are emotional, not have, it's not a disease. <laughs> if you think you are emotionally unavailable, um, depending on the extent of trauma that you faced that led up to it. Um, obviously number one is always take it to the feet of Jesus pray cast your your cares onto Jesus let him know like be honest be honest with Jesus let him know be like honestly God you know this relationship or this friendship or this betrayal or whatever is the cause of it hurt me and I don't want to feel this anymore and I pray that you will heal my heart. I pray that you will heal me from that traumatic situation so that I may learn to love again. That I may not block people out simply because of that. That I may be like you and learn to love again. Go to go to God. He, or he alone has the power to heal us. So definitely first and foremost. But again, depending on the extent of the trauma phase... You may need to see a therapist. You may need to see a trained professional that'll help you work through those traumatic issues. And if you ain't got therapist money, or if um, that's that's not an option you want to take, consider what therapists do. They ask you questions that force you to be real, that force you to face yourself. So ask yourself the tough questions. Where is this coming from? Why do I feel this way? Why am I afraid of love? Why am I afraid of commitment? Why am I afraid of intimacy? You have to ask yourself the tough questions. And if you can't ask yourself the and if you can't ask yourself the tough questions, I put together an assessment. I talked about it in Potamus Day 2 that I did sort of like a marriage assessment. Mine was a marriage assessment simply because that's where my my um trauma and my fears are but in reality it's an emotional trauma assessment and relationship assessment for platonic and romantic relationships and a few people reached out to me after listening to um, episode two and asked if I could share it with them and so I've put together a document that's going to be um available on my temporary web on my temporary website the sassy and saved website is in the works right now and it will be released next year around the time of our anniversary god willing but right now i have a temporary website up that can be used to um get a hold of all sassy and saved goods so it's going to be released on my website actually tomorrow um today is day seven tomorrow day eight 
is when it'll be released. So that's Friday, December 20th. It's going to be released and you can go there and you can grab it and you can do the assessment and you can answer the tough questions that I force myself to answer and you can face yourself and that'll be the beginning. Once you've finished that assessment, that once you've completed that assessment and you know and you've identified where the triggers and where the fears and where the trauma comes from, you then have prayer points to one, take to God, two, two, take to your friends, your mentors, your accountability partners to talk through. That's what therapy is. Therapy is talking, facing yourself and talking through issues. So if it's not going to a trained professional, I pray that you have friends that are in your corner that you can be honest and real and transparent and vulnerable with and talk through with them. Um, talk through with your mentor, th- talk through with your pastor and etc. So um, if you need help getting those questions or if you're not sure what to ask yourself or not sure where to start, definitely go and grab the assessment and you can start from there. So yeah, that's how to deal with it once you've identified there's a solution to the actual problem. Anywho, let's get into day seven. A few moments later. Y'all, I am floored, like wrecked, completely tore up at Mike Todd's Crazy Faith series. I have been for a minute now because that series will like get you together the first one had me in complete tears when he pulled out them them keys i was about ready to flip because like i just wow like that's what faith is and it just made me realize that my faith is nowhere nowhere like i can't even give you a scale of where it's at because it's nowhere that's how low it is and i've been intentional about walking and stepping in faith since then and i'm going through them slowly But I saw, I'm only on like number four or five. I started really late. But I saw um, a lot of people talking about fading faith. So I skipped ahead and listened to the one just from last week. Part 19. It's a long series. And y'all, this man was talking about when your faith is fading. Basically, yeah, you can have crazy faith and believe God to do all these great things but sometimes life happens and when life happens it's hard to have faith your faith begins to fade and even when you start with an amazing amount of crazy faith and believe something so much when the hammers of life come and when everything just looks like it's going down from bad to worse even though you're still believing your faith fades and then on behalf of transformation church he started gifting people who had had faith in the tough times, people who have had faith when they were diagnosed with sicknesses and I guess it came and, and they and they were healed and he gifted them money, thousands of dollars for their medical bills because, you know, America be wilding. They, they charge you for everything when it comes to medicine. We don't do that here in Canada, but that's how they do stuff in America. He gave money for people to buy new cars or keys to a new car. He gave money for people to buy a new house. And you know houses are expensive. Like, it's just amazing. I'm just watching and I'm, I get in tears because I'm kind of a crybaby. Emotionally unavailable to everything except Jesus, I swear. <laughs> but um, I started crying because that's what the church is about. So many times we see the church in bad light. We see the church... In, in, in bad light for assault cases and for being taken advantage of people and 
for on trial and horrible horrible stuff and it's rare in these times to actually see the church in good light and i just love what mike todd has done um with his his vision he stays in his lane and he he's adheres to his vision so much the vision of transformation church i've heard it so many times i know it is to represent christ but to represent christ to the world and I feel like in everything that he's done, he has definitely represented Christ to the world. Mike Todd has represented Christ. He's 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 grown at an exponential rate. Um, just a year or two ago, we didn't even know who Mike Todd was, but off of one sermon, relationship goals, which I talked about in a motivation um, minute, which we still do, it's just because it's Podmas, but in a motivation minute that he stayed in his lane, all he did, he wasn't concerned about growing or being the most popular preacher all he was concerned about is preaching sermons for his church and he put his heart and soul into sermons for his church and doing that is what brought him all around the world brought him all around the world so that's just a lesson for all of us to stay in your lane and work what god has given you if he would have thought oh you know god told me one day we're gonna have a huge facility one day i'm gonna be all around the world so i'm gonna save my good sermons for that day and just give my church as small as it is whatever we wouldn't know him right now but because he put his heart and soul into his season and worked at it the same way he would in any room it has brought him before men before great men so his gift has definitely made room room for him but um he he has represented christ like more than ever i see unbelievers i see people who are pretty much ignorant of the faith people who would otherwise not care have identified with the messages and the sermons that mike todd has preached and identified with his person that he has portrayed on social media and so he has done exactly what god has called him to do he has represented christ to the world which i think is amazing that is what you call fulfilling purpose when you stay in your lane you know your vision and you know your niche and you press towards that mark and not get distracted by what anybody else is doing or how anybody else is doing that is the fruit of your labor and so it's amazing to see but just to see him represent the church in good light to see him gift people around christmas with the things that they need one of the things that many people use to argue the church is that usually pastors have all these money all this money and churches have all this money and people in their congregation are suffering and they don't understand there's a disconnect for them with that i don't have the answers to all the questions i don't know why that is but to see him publicly be able to do that and it's not like he even got on instagram and was like hey look what i did it's just like if you watch the sermon you watch the sermon but um just to see him do that for his church members and to see him do that for people and to use and it's on behalf of the church to use the church's finances obviously they've grown to a place where he can do great big grand gestures like that but to use the church's finances to bless the church is amazing and that's not something that you see these days that's not something that you see that's not often but it also challenged me because yes Mike Todd's church is huge and they may have a lot more money and be able to 
afford giving people houses and cars and paying medical bills. But even in our day-to-day lives, we are the church. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the church. We as individuals are the church. So whatever we can do to bless the church, to bless the people around us, to bless our brothers and sisters, to bless people that we know that are going through it should be done. We don't need to have Transformation Church money to bless God's people. All we need to do is work our niche and use whatever is in our hands. Sometimes that's maybe $5. Sometimes that's a ticket to an event. Sometimes that's a meal at McDonald's. Sometimes that's a ride from church to home. Sometimes that's that's giving offering to someone that you see doesn't have. Little, little things like that. The little everyday things that we can do to help the body of Christ. The little everything, the everyday things that we can do to represent Jesus in his heart is what we ought to be doing. We don't need to wait we don't need to wait till we make it or wait till we blow to give back. We can give back now. And giving back doesn't only mean going on the streets and looking for someone that's homeless. It means your brother, your sister, your neighbor. It means someone in your church that you haven't seen for a long time, calling them up and inviting them out to lunch. It means paying for someone's lunch randomly, random acts of kindness. It means it means paying for someone's phone bill. It means spending quality time with someone. It means hanging out with someone. In any way that you can give, give. That is the point of this holiday. That is the point of this season. And that is the heart of God. So many times we, I feel like Christians, were so comfortable with giving to God, but we have issues giving to each other. We don't mind tithing. Well, some of us do. We don't mind tithing. We don't mind serving in God's house. We don't mind giving our time, giving our money, giving our resources to the kingdom and to the things of God. But we mind giving them to other people. We have a hard time giving money to other people. We have a hard time giving time to other people. We have a hard time giving in general. And just watching that, I was just so challenged because it's just amazing to see what he has done and to see how he has blessed people. And it has really ignited something in me. I'm definitely in that spirit right now. I'm definitely challenged to do more. And I will just challenge all of you to do the same. (sighs) Y'all, we have so far to go. We have so, so far to go as a church. And we're learning every day. And we're growing every day. But but I pray that we will just do better as a people, as a body of Christ. I pray that we could just do better. Do better to present him and to represent him to the world. Because right now the vision of the vision the world has of Christ and of Christianity is skewed. And it's evident in everything that they do. It's skewed. So I wish that we would just be better and we would ask God to help us and grace us with the ability to represent and represent him accurately. That's all. Um, on the bright side, your girl's losing weight. Um, I'm all about body positivity and everything, but you know, that was a, a goal of mine and it's happening. Also, I want Chick-fil-A though, so I don't know how long it's going to last, but. I saw something interesting on Twitter that I want to talk about quickly. Honestly, everything that I reflect on, I think, starts from Twitter. Twitter is, like, the greatest thing ever. Um, I saw a tweet by a lady that says... Let me see if I can find it. I think I bookmarked it. If I didn't, I'm a clown. 
but I hope I did. Officially a clown. Yeah, so I'm a clown apparently. Um, but basically the gist of it is like what she learned in the last decade from men that will stick with her for the rest of her life is not to cut off anything that isn't serving her. And I really thought about that and I'm like, damn, men really do that. Like women, we're all about making it work and seeing how things will go and giving it another chance and trying to nurture it and trying to change it. And that can apply to anything. This is not just romantic. This is like in jobs. This is like in life. This is in friendships. This is like in, in everything. We just, we always want to give things time to grow and evolve as women. Cause we're nurturers. That's what we do. But men, men will just cut anything that isn't serving them off. Like they can't. Anything that doesn't bring purpose to them they're cutting it off which i guess could also be a bad thing but in the long run it's actually beneficial anything that doesn't serve them they let it go they cut it out and they're off with it and that's it they, they don't look back and i think that is a lesson that is is also something that we can take into consideration obviously everything in its extremity is dangerous too much of everything is not good we've heard it since we were like four but that is a lesson I think I'm taking into the new decade with me because I am definitely the other type of person. My womanly side comes about when it comes to trying to make things work and holding on and holding on for dear life to things that I probably should cut off because they're dead and they're not serving me. And so that's a lesson that I need to internalize and definitely work towards because what I've noticed and it used to be really bad before it's gotten a little better but because of that mentality of I'll just wait and I'll just see what happens and I'll just see if it changes and I'll try to nurture it I've really gotten to the point in life where I've settled so many times for bottom of the barrel and everything I'm usually getting the worst pick the last pick and the bottom of the barrel in everything bottom of the barrel in jobs bottom of the barrel in boys bottom, bottom of the barrel in 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 friends i've been delivered from that though so thank god bottom of the barrel in everything because i'm always giving 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 waiting hoping basically i'm always flirting with the idea of potential and I let potential become, I let potential take precedence over reality. And a lot of times that's what women do. We let potential take precedence over reality. Now potential is a great thing and potential is a good thing. And it's, it's great to have visionary eyes and to want to help boost and invest in potential. But potential cannot take precedence over reality. When potential takes precedence over reality, you as well will find yourself settling for bottom of the barrel in everything. When you are in, when you fall or when you are led by potential, you are allowing yourself to be tied or swayed by something that may never happen. That is the reality with potential. The person that has potential may never become that person. The job that has potential may never become the ideal job. The, the, 
the situation that has potential may never become fully optimized what it has potential to be because there's conditions to potential. If the conditions are not met, then the potential is wasted. And that is what we need to be aware of. There are conditions to potential and so many people forget that and they fall for potential and everything. And when the conditions are not met, they're left with bottom of the barrel. So be encouraged, be alert, be be vigilant and recognize where you are finding yourself falling short or receiving the bad end of things. We're receiving the bottom of the barrel in different areas of your life and see if you've allowed potential to take pe- pre- and see if you've allowed potential to take precedence over reality. Men have this great gift of cutting off anything that doesn't serve them. And I think we women need to adapt a little bit of that as well. If something isn't serving you, don't be afraid to cut it off. And while it may have potential, even if you want to invest in that potential, you can do so, but don't let it take precedence over reality. You can work with someone to achieve their potential, but while still being while still being alert and mindful of their current reality. So that's that's my little tidbit, my little nugget of the day. I hope it blessed you. I hope you learned from it. And I'm off to go and watch TV. Bye.